You know how we get down. You already know how we get down. Here on episode 23 of the Block to Block podcast. The best podcast in the world for all things Web3. Here we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jive. And I am Web3 Wayne. And over here, the talk is different. Always, always. The only way to talk. So much so. Bringing so much different talk. We got to have a disclaimer every episode. I know y'all tired of hearing. But we just want you to know if you lose your money, that ain't on us. So you can't blame us. If you lose your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone. You lose your bread, that ain't on us. Because what you should have did is consult a financial advisor and or any other financial professional that can help you with your finances. Just not us. This podcast is strictly for informational purposes. NFTNGI, let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. Another week, straight fire, all January. This is the last episode of the month, right? Is it? It is. Man. It is. Next yeah, week. Yeah. And it's, it's just been an action-packed month in January. Yeah. From the presentations to the guest speakers, and to our regular scheduled programming. In fact, shout out to the gathering spot tonight. Web3 Wayne and myself will be giving a presentation about the state of Web3 and the ways in which people can really act upon in this space within the upcoming year, right? So we're having that as a private discussion later on tonight. So really looking forward to that. That's, oh, yeah. that's our performance. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, present this information out to the to the good people of the gathering spot, uh, you know, social club. But also I'm excited for the conversations. I, I think it's going to be good to, to hear from people. You know, here we're kind of siloed. We're just talking to uh, talking to people, you mm-hmm. know, and for whatever reason, people are not commenting. So make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, share, of course, get the information out there. Um, but I'm looking forward to the interaction uh, when it comes to Web3, what's going on, really what to expect in 2023, because it's going to be a lot different than the last few years. You know what I'm saying? We, we see things are changing. Of course, the you know we're not seeing the, the bull market where you just, you know, everything is going to the moon, as they say. It's, to the moon. To the moon. Yeah, that's not happening. So. You know, 2023 is kind of the year where uh, there's some some realities that's checking this year. So excited for the conversation tonight to, to see where people are and, um, you know, again, hopefully give people some some free game, Web3 game for the, for the 2023 year. Absolutely. A lot of things are changing, especially when we look at the space in the global sphere, right? For Which sure. Which our first story of this episode. Topic number one. Over in China. So China-backed blockchain project proposes an alternative for the SWIFT standard for both stable coins and central bank digital coins. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break down what all of that means in a second. So Red Date Technology, which is a Hong Kong-based company, they're the designer of China's state-backed blockchain project, which is called the Blockchain Service Network. And they're launching a new project to have it where both stable coins 
and CBDCs can be used in cross-border payments. And this is very huge, right? Because what they're wanting to do is to really become the standard on a global scale for interbank payments when it comes to um, stable coins, which are your cryptocurrencies that are like pegged to like the dollar often case or pegged to a single currency. So usually like, for example, a USDC coin, for example, which is always valued at $1. And the central bank digital coins, which are the opposite of your Bitcoins or Ethereums, where those are like more private or decentralized coins. These are digital currencies that are backed by the government. And so what they're looking to do is create the standard in which um, their system, which is called the, let me get the acronym, the Universal Digital Payments Network, is able to be the standard for those cross-border payments so that businesses, any, no matter where they're at in the world, can transact digitally and easily. And so very, very interesting, especially because SWIFT, which stands for the Society of Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications, is really the standard right now where banks use to um, transact internationally. And it has been criticized by countries like in China or Russia as being usually used for the leverage of the West, right? Like it's seen as being more Western controlled. So the idea of this um, UDPN being like that alternative to SWIFT and really tapping into this emergence of this crypto with the CDBCs and the stable coins, they can really be that standard moving forward. So very, very interesting development. Um, still early stage. This was all announced this week during the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And so as we can see, you know, China really has a big stake in just this development and trying to be a leader in terms of creating a standard in which these currencies can be used globally. Yeah, so a, a lot of them back there. No, for sure. It's like, yeah, we don't want the West to have too much power, so we got to give the East all the power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really interesting, too, right? Because in previous episodes, right, we talked about, one, like, what is a central bank digital currency? So, like we say, always watch every episode of Block to Block because these topics tend to collide into one another. And we really talked about, like, how a lot of these countries, like, globally, when we've seen, like, the adoption of, like, Bitcoin out of crypto, a lot of these countries have kind of taken more of an anti-DeFi or anti-crypto stance, but not an anti-blockchain technology stance. Mm. What we mean by that is... They'll may look at a cryptocurrency like a Bitcoin, for example, and say, oh, this cryptocurrency is dangerous because it's not regulated, especially when you've been seeing like scandals within the Web3 space, such as with FTX or just other crypto projects, which turn out to be scams or nefarious plots. They'll say, oh, this space is, have, is very unregulated. However, we can... We, us, the government, can use this technology and create our own cryptocurrencies or our own digital currencies and use yeah. that, which is what 
a lot of these countries have been trying to do. So like China has a digital um, currency. Russia is working on one. I believe India as well. And so once again, it goes to show like the technology itself is valuable. And we're going to see like these governments and these organizations and larger businesses try to adopt it within their own structure. Yeah. It does in many ways fight against like this notion of decentral DeFi, right? Because it is still central government controlled. However, the use cases can be very powerful, especially when it comes to the idea of the larger businesses, larger corporations being able to transact with one another in a much more efficient, quicker and seamless way. Yeah, man. A couple of things come to mind with that is uh, one, like you said, if you're listening to this episode, make sure you go back and, and watch other episodes. And we say that because, you know, as Mamdu mentioned, yes, these topics kind of build on top of each other, or kind of collide together. But also we constantly preach this, you know, protecting yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you not getting into this space is going to, you know, be the way that you protect yourself because that's not the case, right? And, and I'm sure uh, if you're listening now, if you're somewhat familiar with, you know, blockchain, with crypto, with NFTs, you know the understanding or, or you know the concept of decentralization. The reverse side of that is the technology also allows for, you know, extreme centralization as well. It, it allows for really almost uh, the ability for some of these countries for the government to create kind of a surveillance state, right. In, in some way, shape or form. And I think that's where it comes in. And when we, when we talk about protecting yourselves, obviously we're talking about on the investment side, you need to understand what's going on in the market, the ways that people uh, have been, you know, defrauding people, of course. Um, but also you need to know, you know, what's going on from government perspective, what's the possible use cases, right? So what ways can people possibly use this, um, so that you're thinking about ways that you should be protecting yourselves. You might not have to come up with the solution, but if you know what the problem is, you can go and find a solution, right? You can find somebody that is solving that problem. Um, so, you know, when we talk about protecting yourself, that's that's another piece of it is knowing, uh, you know, what's going on, knowing how these things can be used against you. That way you could put together a plan of action and say, hey, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen, right? So, for instance... With, with China, right, you might not want to use UDPN, um, but maybe there is, you know, some technology company that uses this, right? Let's, let's say, for instance, it's been big in the news, TikTok, right? China requires TikTok because TikTok is owned by a Chinese firm. They require TikTok to use UDPN for whatever reason. Now you are under China's surveil state, right? And so... You just want to make sure that you're understanding what's going on in the market. You don't have to understand the technicals, but you should at least be abreast of what's happening so that you should protect yourself. Um, so that's that's a that's a big thing too that that I think we do is is you know I'm glad you brought this topic to the to the people to the forefront um, because it really shows, like you said, even if you know you're not getting to this Web three space, this crypto space. Do not buy into the hype of, you know, oh, this crypto thing is a scam, NFTs are a scam. Yes. I don't need to worry about blockchain. I feel like we almost broke a record saying that, but 
make sure that you're you're keeping up with what's going on because the underlying technology is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also pay attention to the global arena as well. You know, a lot of times, and we're guilty of it ourselves too, we'll tend to have more US-based type articles or be focused more so on what's happening within the US. And, you know, of course, that's the result of if you're a domestic US citizen, you're going to pay attention to what's happening within your country. However, it's very important that we pay attention to how this technology is being utilized across the global scale. Like whether that's in the Asian markets, African markets, Europe markets, Latin America, like this technology is being used in very unique ways all throughout the globe. And, you know, in our research and doing in prepping for the show, we see it each and every day. But of course, we got to kind of bring down some of the most popular, for lack of a better term, stories to you all. But right. there's a lot that's out there. So we yeah. implore you all to like pay attention. Look at what's happening in all of these markets. Speaking of the diversity of stories and diversity of markets that these things are happening in, we would be remiss not to move into our next topic, which I am personally excited about because myself, I am... Uh, I would describe myself as not necessarily a golf fan, um, but a lover of golf. I do love to go golf. When Mamadou doesn't have me slaving on a Saturday, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I do love to go golf. So, you know, seeing this article and and reading through it, it, it really just got my my brain going and got me a bit excited about what's to come. Um, so, the next topic we're gonna hop into is the company NFT Technology is expanding into golf with this unique approach to combining Web3 and live sports data, right? So uh, NFT Technology, just for a little background, is a technology company partnering with brands to accelerate their entry into the world of Web3. Very similar to what we do at Relink, um, they're taking more of the, the big business approach and more of the sports approach. Um, and so they announced a strategic focus on golf and collaborating with some of the world's most iconic golf championships. Now, personally, I don't I don't watch, you know, a swath of golf. Um, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of it. But when I do catch it on TV, it is, you know, a, a good time to kind of watch now that I've played a little bit. And, you know, I'm kind of seeing a lot more people get into the game as well. Um, so it, it's been, you know, really cool to kind of get into it. Um, and it's now even, you know, Dover seeing the expansion that Web3 uh, is coming to, to golf, right? So this collaboration will span Web3 strategy, including digital collectibles, metaverse experience, and digital experiences. So what NFT Technologies is looking to do is they're looking to provide new ways, <clears throat> excuse me, for golf fans around the world to engage with a sport that combines real-time data and sports analytics with digital memberships and blockchain base rewards right so you kind of think of it almost like a, a fantasy type of deal um where you can uh you know use some of the, the real-time things that's going on to you know probably probably get into sports betting right betting on different things different shots who's going to win certain holes things like that um but really you know it seems like nfc technology is just trying to drive more interest to the sport by bringing in this new element that is Web3, right? And it, and it makes me think about 
actually my 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 girlfriend's father who became my my golf my golf buddy if you will as they say and um it was crazy because he got the oculus right the oculus headset from from meta slash facebook facebook meta whatever you want to call it um and he actually been playing the golf game on the oculus right so in the the virtual reality world he had been, you know, doing the, the golf or whatever. And now he's multiple times had told me from him playing on his Oculus, his swing got better on the real course, right? So we would go out and I was realizing, I was like, hey, you getting, you getting kind of good. And he said, yeah, like I've been practicing on the, the Oculus. Basically, when I swing, everything that happens, when I come out here, it also happens in the Oculus. So I'm adjusting my swing in my home and really practicing, right? So that that's what what you know comes to mind is that you know this is this you know the way that we interact with these different worlds, right? Whether it's golf or uh, NFT technology, also they do like tennis and table tennis as well, right? Like we kind of get to branch out and expand the you know opportunities to engage with these different types of um activities if you will um and even from straight from the from the horse's mouth right so um nft technology stated that you know their pro their products are akin to fantasy leagues where real world game data is seamlessly integrated with the digital experience enabling players to actively engage with sports on a frequent basis and driving their interest in watching more games due to the performance of their teams but what sets their products apart is that they elevate the experience by providing the players with an unprecedented level of utility through digital asset ownership, thereby allowing them to reap rewards beyond the realm of traditional fantasy leagues. This is the future of digital memberships. So it's not just about, you know, the experience, like I mentioned just now with the Oculus, but taking it a step further, right? Just think of him being able to play certain courses that he's a member of. And, you know, it, it's, it really just expands the possibilities for golf as a business, which if you don't know, is a huge business. I mean, in terms of sports, probably the biggest, right? Every time I go golf, I got to buy balls. You know, I got to pay for the green fee. I'm probably going to be in the gift shop. I might give me a new pair of gloves, you know, every three, four months, you know, I'll probably get a new club. So it's a big business that's, you know, constantly bringing in money um, and it's only getting bigger. Right. So what's the takeaways from this? One, there are many, 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 many ways to use Web3 and to get into Web3. There's, it's not a one size fits, fits all type of deal. Uh, we're seeing a, a company approach it through the lens, you know, of sports, helping these big brands. But there's so many different ways that you can use it. And, you know, if you go back, listen to the different episodes or all of our episodes in the past, we've talked about it, talked about ways that, um, you know, we've, we're seeing people kind of get into Web3. We'll also be, you know, doing more episodes about ways that you can get more into it, Um this makes me think of episode 21, I believe it was, right, with Jay Gaudet. Yep. Great episode. Go check it out. Um, he was great about just ways you could practically get into the metaverse, which is a part of Web3. Um, so there's many ways you can use it, which 
gets me to my second point. This approach that NFT technologies is taking is something that can be reapplied to other industries, right? So just because they're using it for sports or golf doesn't mean it doesn't translate. So although this mean, may seem like a story that's not relevant to you, definitely check it out. Definitely keep an eye on how they're using it because you can find a way to bring that into industry that maybe you're already in, right? There may be one or two things that they do that sparks an idea <clears throat> that you can bring to uh, your industry. And lastly, you know, probably the question is like, okay, well, this is all cool, but like, what if I don't currently have industry that I'm in? Or what if like, I think that, you know, I want to get into a new industry, right? How do I know where to find these opportunities? Um, and the big thing that NFT Technologies did, especially with the Gulf, is they found an industry that's growing and innovating. Or I would even say, you know, if you will, you can go out and find an industry that's growing yet stagnant in innovation, right? So for the Gulf example, um, you know, Gulf has been around for a long time. Um, you know, we know what the traditional stigma with Gulf is. But if you look at the numbers, there's been a 10% increase in the last two years in people playing golf, right? Bringing the total to 37.5 million people. Um, of that, you know, you're, we're, we're also seeing like the golf industry, people who golf is also getting way more diverse, right? So it, it's really, you know, that, that means that there's even more opportunity for this game to grow a lot more and you bring in this metaverse aspect where it becomes even more accessible there's a real potential for uh golf to, to really blow up with, with web3 so uh i'll leave i'll leave y'all with, with that that piece there um but yeah so the next big thing golf in the metaverse golf in web3 yeah definitely and that, that's really cool. Like one that, you know, Mr. Swanson is getting better at his, um, at his swing, you know, yeah, he, 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 he cool. He cool. Still trash is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said. Not I me. Said, oh, you said that. You that's what, you're not about to get me. Not me. Not me. Respectfully. Respectful. But, um, yeah. One, one thing that as you were speaking about that really stuck out to me and it was a good call back to what jay mentioned too is the big thing with the metaverse is it allows for a lot more inclusion and like larger number of participants right yeah. so for example i mean i've only been mini golfing but i can only imagine like you know when you go on a, like a golf course you know you do have to kind of like wait behind like whoever's whichever party is in front of you yeah. not many not a whole bunch of people. There's only like a certain limited amount of people who can be out on the course at a certain time. Yeah. As if this was in the metaverse, you can probably easily 100 exit. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're talking about all the fees, like just even from like a business perspective, you're talking about all the fees, like the accessories with like the gloves, um, the golf balls you have to buy, everything else of that nature. You're doing that in the metaverse at a hundred X capacity. Hundred X, right? And you can offer more. You could your own branded golf, uh, golf yes. balls, own branded gloves. You know. Have some NFTs in in there as well. It's some kind of 
um, uh, what's the word? Some kind of memento, if you will. Right, right. Used to like kind of increase that overall experience. So, yeah, it's, it's or, very important. Yeah, I might say, or if it's a, a a brand, right? You know, they can have the the NFT of the golf the the golf gloves that's connected to those gloves, and you can resell them. You know, they can have a whole secondary market that can be created mm-hmm. from you know NFTs and you know golf and Web three. It's it's really it's really interesting and, and it's really dope to think about. Really dope. And also like because you know, unfortunately golf is kind of seemed as one of those sports that are like really categorized by social class, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the stereotyping, oh, you gotta be wealthy in order to like be an avid golfer, right? Yeah. So the fact that you can use Web3 technology, like whether it's metaverse or what have you, to like increase access to all who simply have an interest. Right. Right. Like it's it's very, very powerful from like many layers, like from the consumer layer, the ability to just simply enjoy it more and you know, maybe getting rid of some of those social or economic barriers. Um, from the business perspective, a lot more opportunity for you to monetize and like get even more fan engagement. So Great story. You know, we, we definitely need to probably highlight, you know, the sports industry a bit more on this podcast because there's a lot, especially a with lot. gaming, too, yeah. like sports and gaming, like there's a lot that's happening when it comes to Web3. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it. I think just from a Web3 perspective, we're just seeing a, a lot of brands, a lot of bigger brands start to venture into it right Mm -hmm. i think you know the and this is something that you know we're gonna kind of talk about today not to give away all the the sauce gusto that we're putting together the the pesto we're putting together but um you know a lot of these brands have been for the past two years um or at least within the last year going heavy into web3 really doing a lot of the background research, like a lot of stuff that we're hearing about now, they probably started about two years ago. And, you know, now now they see this as a time where they can kind of come from being out the back burner and come to the forefront in terms of using some of this technology and getting people interested. Yes. Which brings us to a story in which where we see a brand who did try to go into the foray of Web3 specifically NFTs, but was not super successful at it. And that is automaker Porsche. So Porsche, as we know, the big luxury car brand, they launched, they dropped their NFT collection this past Monday. And it overall wasn't really successful. So what they did was they had an NFT, which was a digital replica of their iconic 911 model. And it was priced at 0.911. You get it? Like 911. <laughs> <laughs> or like roughly like $1,490, right? And so they had about 7,500 NFTs available for Mint. but And they debuted it on Monday. However, by Tuesday afternoon, we saw that only 1,600 of those NFTs were minted, which is 21%. And 
Also, of those NFTs that were minted, the ones that were being sold on secondary markets like OpenSea were being resold for less than their original minted price, which is not good. Imagine that. You buy something and you immediately try to resell it and it's worth less. You know, kind of like if you buy a car in the real world, ironically, right? Like if you buy a car, as soon as you drive off the lot and try to resell it, it's going to be worth less than what you bought it for. Yeah. That's what was happening with the NFTs. And so as a result, Porsche decided to halt their project altogether. And in an official tweet, they said that the holders have spoken. And really, what they experienced as well was a lot of backlash from the Web3 community. A lot of the common critique was that Porsche just kind of hopped in on a trend and they didn't do the necessary pre-work to show their dedication to the space. And a lot of counterexamples would be like a Nike, for example. Nike, for several, for many years now, have been building up to the point in which they can execute within like web so making digital copies of their shoes within the metaverse, buying a whole bunch of patents, buying a digital wearable company, and even coming up with the Swoosh platform, which it which ties it all together and is also educating their consumers on Web3. And then even Starbucks, for example, you know, they had a successful beta launch of their Odyssey program, which we talked about a couple times on this platform. And, you know, they partnered with Polygon, they did beta testing, and they're also focusing on educating consumers about Web3 technology. And that wasn't the same with um, Porsche, you know. A lot, a lot of people have been criticizing them, saying, like, the overall releases wasn't good. There was really no buildup. And all in all, the main message or the main story for brands like legacy brands who are trying to get into Web3 is that authenticity or at least the perception of authenticity is very crucial for consumers. They need to be able to sense that you are truly dedicated to the space and that it's not just like a quick flip opportunity, like a fad opportunity, that you're here for the long haul. And ultimately, that's why Porsche was met with little success for this project not to say that they can't redeem themselves i'm pretty sure they have some consultants in which they can strategize with and they're working on pivoting from this lesson but overall it's very important for brands to do the work that is necessary and which is building community building up a buzz and then getting to a point in which you will launch your web free projects and then having a lot of follow-through as well to ensure that the community is fostered. For sure. Um, that's the quick take for today. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. Just uh, a couple things I want to add on to that quick take. One, that project was not super successful, but if you were to, to add it up, you know, uh, them selling 1,600 units of that NFT still amounted to about 2.3 million that they made. So it, it wasn't it wasn't a, a total loss for them. Um, I don't know how much they spent on getting that campaign up and running, but um, not terrible, right? It's not what they expected, but it did do something. Again, there's there's some money to be made. I think the other thing too that you know people should take away 
is, you know, we're obviously, you know, co-founders, you know, we're in the kind of the startup world. Um, but a lot of the concepts that you see in the startup world does apply to those legacy businesses too. Um, if, you know, and Lean Startup, they, they talk a lot about it that, you know, if you're doing any type of innovation in a big company, you are basically, you know, you're acting as a startup. And yep. uh, the big thing that you'll hear in the startup world is product market fit. And it seems like they tried to, to come in and they didn't really understood, understand where they fit into the market with their product, right? The NFT is a different product than just the Porsche 911, right? The Porsche 911 NFT is different from the car. There's a certain reason why people buy the car. There will be certain reasons why people buy the NFT. Um, so if you're thinking about getting into uh, this NFT landscape, doing some type of project, Make sure you're thinking about one, you know, what does your current customer want? Why do they buy from you right now? Mm -hmm. And two, with this NFT, how are you going to fulfill those needs within the market versus what's already out there? So just wanted to add those two things. Love the quick take. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really, that's the show for today. You know, we're prepping up this sauce for tonight at TGS. You know, our goal is to get that. That what was it, the 25th annual Motown reunion where Michael Jackson yeah. brought the moonwalk for the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time we on, baby. So <laughs> moonwalking into to TGS. RIP. Oh, this the he he Jesus. <laughs> you, you are listening by way of a podcast. I'm sorry for this man. <laughs> go crazy oh man but yeah that's i think i think that's about it you know free game web free game for the day is uh do your homework mm -hmm. find product market fit watch out for for china <laughs> shout out to china you like to visit one day yes 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 actually haven't you been to china before i've been i've been before it is a beautiful country i was absolutely joking i love my time out there the culture is beautiful the people are beautiful hong kong is probably one of the craziest cities i've ever been to in my life um yeah yeah right i ain't never been don't get us banned from the <laughs> <laughs> no we we love we love china um z keep doing your thing um and on that note i'm uh i'm a myself personally i'm gonna sign off before i say anything else that does get us banned so <laughs> uh, well i'm enough p and j and web three wayne <laughs> <laughs>